body and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Brenton Yates. Uh, joined today, as always, by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, uh, Sean Matheson, and uh, boy, is this a big, big week in Greyhound Racing. Definitely, Yates. Yeah, great to be on the Dogcast again. Uh, plenty to talk about on this episode, but as you said, the Nationals week. Um, we saw all the state finals um, a, a week and a half ago. All leads into this Saturday night at the Meadows um, and also Saturday morning at Hillsville. Yep. A, a huge week of racing with the real national focus in Victoria, and we've got some great representation. We have. Uh, we'll actually be having a chat to Tim Aloisi, who has got uh, the two finalists from South Australia, which is a fantastic effort. We'll go back and review uh, all of the uh, state finals, um, particularly ours, of course, and yep. uh, the other ones from a, a reference point in relation to the final. And look ahead to Thursday night. We've got the Kings and Queens heats, uh, yep. along with the Classic Prelude final. So we've got plenty to come on the Dogcast today. <laughs> The Week in Review. Our Week in Review is brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co., uh, proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs. They are based right here in South Australia, so you can visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more information. Uh, well, Matho, let's go back and review the, yep. uh, the National Sprint Distance and Straight Track Finals. Where do you want to start? We'll probably start with the straight track. Yeah, see, I reckon that was a fair while ago. Now, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the eighth of um, was it the eighth of August? Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had a wonderful edition of the straight track final at the bridge. Um, some wonderful heats all led into the final, and you know, when the box draw came out, pretty much all the chances sort of drew where they wanted to draw. Yep. So I think um, on no one really had any any bad luck through the run, and and the the top two um, qualified for SA, and what a race it was. We saw. Cash on delivery come out really fast from box eight and stay nice and wide and look to have the race at its mercy. But um, federal outlaw for Ben Rawlings yeah. um, after a slowish beginning, but got to the rail where he wanted to be and really charged late to, to claim the prize. Um, 1905, the straight track can be a little bit funny with times. If you get a tailwind, you can go a bit quicker, a headwind go a bit slower. 1905, Federal Outlaw beat, cash on delivery, and I was for Ashley Griffiths. And I was also pleased for Dave Peckham. Unfortunately, Aston Elena didn't qualify for the national final. Yep. But, geez, Aston Elena's been a wonderful straight track dog for Dave Peckham, and, and um, he ended up running third. So it was a great race. Yeah, terrific. Um, look, they go through to the final. They probably haven't drawn exactly where they want to be. We'll get to that. Cash on delivery in five and Federal Outlaw six. We'll uh, get yep. to reasons as to why they're not good. But, uh, gee, that finish of the winner was pretty extraordinary because yep. even as far as 60 metres out, it, it probably was... It was starting to work, but you didn't think it was going to have that power late Federal Outlaw, so it was a great win. Yeah, I think I was probably a bit surprised that he was able to run past dogs. Like he's, he has shown a lot of really good early, so I think probably most people thought he might have been up on speed, but you're right, he powered to the line mm. late um, and, and just got the win, said cash on delivery. He's been in electric form for a long period of time, and, and I'm glad they got some rewards to, to showcase this dog on the national level because we know how how the dog's been going, tr chasing that Gawler track record. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the top two, um, a great race. And I mean, just the depth of the final. You had like the He's on Fire, Taylor Toves, all of our best sprinting dogs were in that race. So a uh, terrific addition. 
What about the distance? Uh, we move along, zipping Neutron, taking it out for Tim Aloisi. was the, the really short price favourite. And um, look, it probably panned out a little bit as we expected uh, in relation to the winner. And uh, look, Springvale Rex was a pretty brave run in yep. second spot. Uh, Dashing Deb wound out the top three. Uh, zipping Neutron was able to punch up and find the lead. Uh, what did you make of the race? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the outcome is how everyone expected. He was shooting for 10 in a row and he, he got the win. But the race itself panned out a little bit different than perhaps what we thought. I mean, um, Zippy Neutron was able to punch through and lead. And, and a lap from home, even in your call, Yatesy, I think um, you sort of was a little bit like, well, this is all over. He's just going to race away. But Springvale Rex really put it to him down the back straight. Um, Neutron got off the rail a little bit and Rex sort of had the opportunity to move through. It was only late in the race that Neutron really um, mm. established the ascendancy and, and was able to clear out. But, um, yeah, I think just in your call, you sort of think you're probably expecting a little bit more from him. Yeah, I was. Uh, and I want to ask Tim about what he thought about yeah. the run as well because going out of the straight is when I'm used to seeing Zipping Neutron make its move. So it's normally out and around and sort of chasing hard and putting them away down the back. This time was in front, which we hadn't seen a lot of Zipping yeah. Neutron being in the lead out of the straight. So I was expecting the same acceleration down the back, put five or six on them quickly, but that didn't happen. Yeah. It, the opposite happened. Springvale Rex made ground on Zipping Neutron. But what we probably haven't seen was Zipping Neutron in the home running, which you correctly point out, was then able to quickly put three or four lengths in that last bit. Yeah. Now, normally that run has been sustained down the back and holding on, but this was a little bit of a different run. So I want to ask him about that and what he thought. Yeah, um, it'd be really interesting to hear what he says. I yeah. mean, the dog's been up for a while and he's undefeated in 10 race starts. So yeah. to keep him at such a high level would be pretty difficult. So every now and again, I suppose the dog... Well, we'll probably surprise a little bit. So I'll be really interested to hear what um, Tim has to say. Uh, we move to the sprint final also for Tim Aloisi. Now, yes. the uh, the favourite in this race uh, was a very open betting race, but Could Be King was the medium of some pretty good support. Yep. Uh, he ended up running fifth in the race, but Raver's Army for Tim Aloisi, who didn't have a lot of luck in the heat. We did touch on that yep. in the dog cast, but uh, that is as good a positioning and... Um, you know, the, the intent that I've seen from him in the early part of the race, despite sort of flopping out of boxes a bit, that first bend where he was able to move through and position, that was where the race was won. Agreed, yeah. I think on the dog cast, I think we're both pretty good judges, Yatesy. We, <laughs> we, we knew which was the dog um, to get the right position. We got the wrong dog, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that could be King would get that position. Yep. And you were more so dash of blue, thinking yep. they'd get that position. But Raver's Army began well. Gosh, was third, you know, through the pen, and in your call, as you, you like, oh, he's right there, yeah. like he's really in a challenging position. So he got the right run. As you say he showed a lot of intent, intent early, and you just knew that he was going to be um, there late, and he was able to, you know, pick up the leader, Kuron Cam, late in the piece and, and race away. Um, Reality Infrared was a was an eye catching performance, really stepping up to that mm. grade. And performing really well for second, and Dash of Blue has been in really terrific form for Richard Pearce, and and was another solid run after being wide. Yep. Feel a little bit for Timmy Richards and Kuron Cam. Does yeah. everything, leads them up, and <laughs> it's there to be beaten, and and just can't grab one of these feature races at the moment, but is in really good form. And as, as you mentioned, could be King was the race favourite, heavily supported. Didn't begin as as probably the Rawlings team would have liked, and just found his way back in the field and ran home late into fifth. But, you know, um, he needed the luck early and he, he just didn't get it. 
Yeah, and I mean, the, the finish on beat the speed, which is what we sort of yeah. thought, wasn't it? Like there was a real battle between speed and strength and the strength won out. I thought Reality Infrared was a really nice run. And Curon Cam at this level, it's just a little bit too far in it. Like yeah. the 5.30 lead sets up a good, a good uh, lead and then is sort of closed off late. But uh, great win by Ravers Army. I saw Tim after the race. I, I caught up with him, went down, had a bit of a chat, and yeah. it was obviously a buzz getting both of them through. But... Um, he made some good points, and I'm probably as guilty as anyone of of underestimating him. Like, I liked his run in the, the lead-up, the heat, but, um, you know, Tim was of the impression that he's been talked down a bit, this this dog, and um, I took that on board and yeah. accept what he says there. And uh, more what I explained to him is I go right back to that Murray Bridge Cup race, so he like when one. he drew one. And, yeah. and from that moment, I was just a bit disappointed there, and I probably have held on to that for a bit too long. Um, and for me, he's just been back and looking, but on his night, um, yeah. he can do anything, can't he? And, and he showed that in the final. Well, he had the, the fastest time leading into the race. Yeah, he, clearly. He, clearly the fastest yeah. time. He produced that. Yeah. But um, as you said, I, I think, I mean, he's probably established himself as probably more of a middle distance dog yep. at his absolute best. Um, but it showed how versatile he is. And, and obviously, what a terrific training performance by Tim to to get both through. Um, he spoke um, very well on the dice around representing SA and, and, you know, the investment he's made in SA racing. And, yep. and it's a terrific reward for him. So, I mean, it's a credit to him. I, mean, I don't know how often it's happened where a trainer's been able to qualify for both the sprint and the distance with both their dogs. Well, terrific effort. So uh, we'll have a chat to Tim in the uh, the next segment of the Dogcast. But just a bit of reflection back to last week, Matho, yep. last uh, Thursday night. Just a couple of things out of the race which sort of make this sprint championship final stand up as well. I mean, Reality Infrared obviously has gone on and, and won since. Yep. Dash of Blue last Thursday night, stepped up in trip, gone yep. on and won since. Springvale Maddie coming out of the race, no luck in the early stages of the final, but comes out last week and wins again. Yep. So all of this fed into last Thursday night's results a bit too, didn't it? Definitely. I think it's a, a good indication of the quality of the, of the fields that SA was able to produce. Um that these dogs have then gone on and won subsequently who competed in those races. So, I mean, at that level, a touch of luck and any of the dogs could have won the yep. sprint final. We've hollowed the sprint final. Any of them could have won. Um, and they've gone on subsequently and, and won races last Thursday night. Very impressive. Dash of Blue really impressed with the way that dog is going. Again, Drew won. We know it's the Shane McQueen uh, winner and won from box one and did the job again last Thursday night. And Springvale Maddie. Um, She's a little bit of an enigma, Yatesy. Yeah. Um, at her absolute best, she is one of the best sprinters in the state. But she can, you know, just find her, her way into yeah. a little bit of trouble every now and again. But she was impressive. Yeah, interesting. She's drawn eight on Thursday night as well and sort of where she slots in from there. Yep. Uh, the other thing from Thursday night, Lachlan Mill had a double. And yeah. uh, he's obviously first Angle Park double. But I was speaking to Luke from marketing, uh, who obviously yep. takes care of all this as well. But uh, it was only his third winner at Angle Park. So he had one before he'd had the double. So what a great thrill for him on Thursday oh, night. Terrific yeah. that, um, to get that. And he almost had a treble because he ran second That's in right. the other maiden with, I think, Speeding Turtle ran second, yep. beaten a neck. Yeah. So, gosh, I mean, a double's great. <laughs> it was close to a treble. So that's that's gone from nothing to elite. Yeah. So well done to Lachlan. Uh, and, you know, hopefully his team builds a little bit and he has a little bit more success. Yeah, well, great stuff. Uh, well done, Lachlan, last Thursday night. Uh, coming up next, big previews, straight track, sprint, distance, the big finals on Saturday night at the Meadows. The Preview.
Our preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the dogs SA and get on board. As always, uh, gamble responsibly. Um, something a little bit different on the uh, the dog cast. Uh, we actually had the opportunity to uh, catch up with Tim Aloisi just sort of in between breaks a little bit there. He had a, a little bit going on. So it was a, a little pre-record that we have done. So we're going to slot that in for you here. We sent Matho out to go and grab a, a coffee. So he won't be featuring in this uh, this interview. Uh, but right now, let's have a listen to Tim Aloisi. He's got uh, Ravers Army in the sprint and obviously Zipping Neutron in the distance final. And here's what he thinks. Got over. Look where Ravers Army's booting through to. So to the back, Kurong Cam by two and a half. Ravers Army, then Reality Infrared. Next is Dash of Blue. Then could be King. Springvale Maddie, Springvale Max, and then came Basil Brass Rose. Leader here, Kurong Cam. Ravers Army's moving up. Then came Reality Infrared and Dash of Blue taking the lead. Ravers Army clear. It's an Aloisi Avalanche. Ravers Army too good. Uh, we've got a very special guest coming up on the uh, Dogcast. And, gee, uh, what a Saturday night he has got planned. Extraordinary effort by uh, our very special guest, Tim Aloisi. He was able to qualify not only the uh, sprint finalist from South Australia, but also the distance finalist. An extraordinary effort from a man who has been training, uh, look, in earnest, really, for probably only a bit over 12 months. He's been kind enough to uh, give us some of his time on the Dogcast today. Uh, Tim, welcome, mate, and congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, very honoured to win both races and represent our state. And and what was your post uh, post race feeling, mate? I mean, an extraordinary achievement and something that you've been able to do in a relatively short space of time. Uh, what was the feeling for you uh, when you qualified both? Um, well, obviously there was a little bit of pressure with Zipping Neutron. Um, he, you know, he probably should have won and is. In them races, you just always need that little bit of luck. So um, when he won, to be honest, is probably a bit more relief. Yep. Um, and um, obviously then excited because, you know, I thought he was my main chance to um, head over there. And then obviously a, a real quick backup. I think I had, I think I got the dog with 10 minutes before the race and Shirley got him out for me and then to grab Braver's Army and then go into that race. Um to win that was, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise and, and you know, very shocked um, to have won that one. Oh, congratulations, mate. It's a, it's a fabulous achievement. Let's touch on Zipping Neutron. Can you take us through the race, the state final? Um, look, just I, to, to be honest, I expected him to really charge away down the back straight. We, we didn't quite see that, but still able to get it done on his merits. Really like the beginning of the race. Uh, what were your thoughts after the event? Um, yeah, look, I, I thought he could lead the race. I mean, everyone thinks the dog likes to be out wide, which, you know, he does like to track wide. Um, but box draws for the dog doesn't bother him, you know, if he draws one or eight. Um, so when the box draw come out, I was actually pretty happy he drew the inside. Yeah. I think in big races, being on the inside um, is probably a bonus. Um, so when he drew where he did, I was actually happy. And, and I, I did say to a few people, like, I think I'll lead the race. Um, once he led, I thought, oh, beautiful, you know, like should be all over. Then along the back, um, when, um, Gav's dog got relatively close, I thought, okay, what's going on? Like, um, and then obviously on the home straight, he took off to win by four again. So, um, yeah, look, I wasn't too worried. I, I do believe the dog 
does go a lot better with a dog out in front of him. Um, so, um, yeah, I wasn't too fussed with the run. You just take the win and march along. Now, uh, you have taken him over to uh, the Meadows on, on Saturday night to have a look. Uh, ran 42.96. Take us through your thoughts on that. Yeah, look, it was obviously new, um, you know, 10-hour travel for the dog, so it was relatively new. It was a bit of the reason why I went to uh, Mount Gambier three or four weeks before, just to see how the dogs would travel. Um, and, and he travelled well. Um, so um, we got there, you know, I probably got there a bit too early. There's a few little things I'll change up this week. Um, obviously, you know, the first time I've, I've gone into state, um, I was probably a bit too keen and left a little bit too early. Um, so I will change up that a little bit and try to get there a bit closer to kenneling. Um, but, yeah, his trial was absolutely brilliant, you know, like the track, they harrowed the track um, that week, so it was slow. Um, I was impressed with his first two splits, so 499 and 16.10, you know, to give you an idea, like a group bitch like Untapped, who is a front-running stayer and been, you know, very good in um, in uh, Melbourne. She kind of runs, you know, 452 to 4.55. Um so, yeah, that first split, absolutely wrapped with how he come out and got going. 29.90-odd to the backs, very solid. And then the overall time on a harrow track, yeah, I was wrapped with it. Um, he did get a little bit tired, but I'll just put that down to the harrow track. Um, and, yeah, there's a few little things I'll improve this week. So, look, I- I'm confident that I can run... You know, it's a very hard race, but I think he can run a cheeky race. I'm not not going into it thinking I'll win, but if I, if he can place, you know, I'm over the moon. It's fascinating to hear you talk about the the way you've prepared, Tim. Like, you sound a very detailed person. You sound as though you take immediate feedback in relation to what's sort of working, what's not, and then you're happy to change things around, like the travel to Mount Gambier to get an idea, the travel that you've gone a bit early to Melbourne for your first time. I think this is a big reason why you're having some great success because your attention to detail, just listening to you now, sounds quite extreme. Oh, look, you're always learning. You know, I'm only new to the sport. Um, I'm somebody that takes on feedback from anyone. doesn't matter whether you're a group trainer or a tier three trainer. Um, you're always learning in this sport. You know, I see people and I think sometimes everyone becomes a bit stubborn and their way is their way, where I'm somebody that takes in everything. Each dog's different and you've got to try something, learn. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I've got, a good support group around me where people can ring me up, chat to me about, you know, what my methods of doing something was and then go, oh, did you think of this? Did you think of that? And Mm. I just take it on board. And if I think I can improve, well, you know, that's what this sport's about. It's finding any any little bit of extra, um, you know, something you can change that helps your dog perform. And, yeah, if, if, if I try something, whether it's, you know, when I played soccer, footy or racing, I do take, you know, what I do very serious. So I don't cut, no no corners, no shortcuts. If I'm doing something, I give it my all. And at the end of the day, same as this week, I've done everything I can for these dogs. I've given them a look. Um, you know, I've had um, personally a pretty tough week this week with a few <coughs> things that um, have happened outside of dogs. But, 
you know, I didn't change anything. I've just, I've, I've stuck to my guns, went to Melbourne and yeah, I'll, I'll give it my all. Uh, is that personal, Tim? Is that something you want to talk about or not? Um, yeah, just a tough week, obviously. Um, <clears throat> Grifter Bale, our pet dog, um, we had to put him down <clears throat> during the week. So that was pretty hard for me and the family. <clears throat> and then Friday night <clears throat> before, um, you know, I took off, my mum was admitted to hospital with a heart attack. So, oh, yeah. Goodness. I'm, I'm sorry to hear, Tim. Um, uh, and, uh, gee, what you've done under the circumstances <laughs> is, uh, is extraordinary. Um, is your mum coming through okay? Yeah, she's good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's all right. Sorry, all right. Yeah. Well, um, look, thanks for sharing that, and I'm, I'm sorry if we went to spaces where you, you, you didn't want to go. Um, uh, can you take us uh, to the uh, uh, to the final, sort of shifting gears a bit here with, with Zipping Neutron? Um, do you find the lead, or, or is the Tasmanian dog the, the main danger in that part of the race early, uh, Fast Minardi? Yeah, look, it's it's obviously a, a very good race. you got Zohar Bow, who is an absolute flying machine. I think it's clearly the favourite and the dog to beat. I mean, the motor that dog's got, probably one of the biggest motors I've seen. So it's the main danger, um, along with Palau King. I, I really like the box draw. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, in these big races, our, you know, the SA dogs and the interstate dogs, we're always... We need any bit of extra bonus we can get um, because we're, we're not as good as the the better Victorian dogs. But the box draw really suits me. You know, we've drew the one. Days of Thunder's in the two. It's it's very slow out. Zohar Bale is, again, very slow out. And then you've got the Tasmanian dog, Fast uh, Madari, who I don't know it spits and that, but I do know it trialled um, Monday afternoon. And it's um, just had a box-to-box but I've been told that it didn't trial as fast as um, Zipping Neutron split. So that's okay. a, a positive thing. So, yeah, the way I need the race to pan out is, you know, I lead or, or lob second. Uh, I, I do think Neutron seems to race better when there's a pilot dog out in front. I think he loves the competition. Like, I think sometimes when he's out in front, he can – think he's done the job and I think that's what happened in the the national final like if you watch the replay Mm. he's out in front and he probably think oh yeah I've got the job done and then he realizes Gavin's dog looms up on him and if you look how quick that dog puts three lengths on on that dog it's unbelievable so I I don't it's it's one of them funny ones you always want to lead a race but I'm not too fussed if I don't if if for some reason fast Madari or something else did jump in front of him as long as I can lob second and get around that first bend with a bit of clean air I think he could run a cheeky race you know whether it's good enough to run top three I hope it is but um very happy with a box draw yeah well, that's uh, once again fascinating to hear how, how you've analyzed all that and um look I didn't even think about it the way you spoke about the final and and when you reflect back on his runs prior to that you're right. When there's something in front, he's got this desire and this this acceleration that just sort of gets him right into it. And perhaps that was the story in the final. He didn't have that to do. So, uh, look, really interesting to hear that. Thanks for thanks for sharing that information. Um, we better move to Raver's Army. The uh, the sprint title is 
up for grabs here. Obviously, Postman Pat is going to be extremely hard to beat. He's the $1.50 favourite early. But take us through the uh, sprint final of the state division. Um, look, to me, that was as aggressive and... Um, uh, oh, how, what's the best way to say it? Um, uh, field sense-wise, it's as good as I've seen him go to that first bend. And once he was there, that was sort of the race done, even though he didn't have a flash beginning. Yeah, he's, he's a funny dog, Rover's Army. Um, <clears throat> he's probably a dog that he does what he does. Um, and you've kind of just not got to worry about it because the week before, it's kind of scratching my head, really. Like, I gave him a good chance of winning the heat and he done a lot wrong and just didn't do nothing. I was just happy to run fourth and make the final. Um, when the box draw came out for the final, I actually didn't mind it. Everyone said, oh, you'd be spilling, you got four. Um, but... You know, there was pace in one, two, and then um, could be king in three. I, I kind of thought I had to jump in front of could be king, um, but obviously that didn't pan out. But Raver's Army's just got a different, you know, brain. You don't know what dog's going to rock up because one week he'll want to rail and and just want the rail, and then other weeks he gets caught out wide and he zips around him. So, um, yeah, he is a smart dog and he is a fast dog, but... Very tardy early, so he always needs a little bit of luck. Yeah, he had a 5.34 section there when you, you took him over on Saturday, but something that was uh, extremely noticeable out of that trial, you touched on it a bit there from the rail perspective. Boy, did did he hug that paint. Yeah, I, I was disappointed with the trial. Um, I was probably hoping to run 30 dead or at worst 30 and 10. Um, he's never really – he's had a couple of goes at the Meadows and never done well, which doesn't worry me. It was – a bit early on in his career. Um, but it, it is hard sometimes. We can be as trainers very critical on a dog when, you know, you go there and you're going, I want to run 30 dead or 30 and 10, and he comes out and runs 30 and 30. Um, he's missed the kick, which that's just Raver's army. One day he jumps, another day he walks out. If, if he can tidy that little first split up, um, and he, he ran... He hugged the rail, but if you watch, he ran with his head in the air um, and he was feeling his way around the back. The only time he probably knuckled down and put his head down and chased hard was on the home straight, I feel, where, you know, he ran home 12-12, which is, is very strong. So uh, although I'm disappointed, I still take uh, some positives out of the trial. Um, the way I kind of pan the final out, I'm happy for him to miss the kick yes. and just go to the rail and... Yep hope that's a bit of trouble that's probably the best the, and I think that's what's going to happen there's a lot of pace and I think he's near on last out and jumps to the rail yeah that's exactly the way I saw the final Tim and, and look his best chance obviously is if because uh, Tinkernorm will probably want to shift up a bit and Sage Tenniel will probably want to get down to the rail the WA Greyhound so they might do a bit of bumping Postman Pat's probably got the superior pace to get over and down and then you might just slot in behind. And if there's any sort of bother, you know, who knows? Um, $81 pop, but funnier things have happened. Yeah, it's again, it's an interesting box draw. Tinker Norm in the red, Postman Pat in three. Tinker Norm wants off the track pretty bad. Yeah. And he, and he can go with Postman Pat early. So, um, yeah, the way the box draws worked out, it, it is what it is, really. I don't mind the box draw. Um, obviously, we need a lot of luck. And uh, he's probably against it. But, you know, if he can be competitive, that's that's all, all I'll be happy with. 
Well, Tim, uh, look, we really appreciate your time on the uh, the Dogcast. Um, um, you know, we know you shared some personal information with us, um, which we obviously appreciate, and we, we wish you and your family all the best and hope things are good there. But, uh, look, all of South Australia will be watching on Saturday night. It's been a fantastic thing you've done to get these two through to the final. And, um, look, we wish you all the best on Saturday night. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for having me. Like I said, you know, the dogs will be ready to go, and we've done everything, you know, possible. So, um, yeah, very proud, and hopefully I'll do everyone in South Australia proud with the dogs. Enjoy the night, mate. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thank you. Oh, there you go, Matho. Uh, gee, terrific interview there with uh, with Tim. Uh, thanks for your insightful questions. Yeah, no, I d- didn't hear any of it, actually. Uh, no, no, I did. Oh, it's a wonderful interview, and it's great to get the trainers on. Uh, wonderful insights to, to Tim and just a bit of adversity that he's had to face. So yeah. um, we wish him every success uh, at the Meadows on Saturday night. When, when you listen to him, you can tell why he's successful because his attention to detail, yeah. his desire to do the work that's required around everything else that he's got going on in his life, work, family, the whole bit, you can see why he's sort of had the success that he has because he's serious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you look at the investment at, at his property, at his premise, where his kennels are and, you know, those dogs, it's in immaculate condition. Um, the dogs are presented exceptionally well and he has the success. So, I mean, they've invest, he's invested really heavily mm. um, and he's getting the rewards. Gee, uh, something I didn't ask him about was Zipping Digby. I l- oh. really like this greyhound and uh, can you talk to me about this? He's had a couple of runs in South Australia now. First run I thought was really good and showed that it sort of needed that look came out, was crunched in the market on Monday night and really nice win. Yeah, no, I think new to SA. I mean, really exciting to see what this dog can do. I mean, I I think they paid a bit of money for him. So He's going to be more a middle distance and staying type, isn't he? More more so than sprint or what do you think? Yeah, I think he'll step up to the middle distance and and maybe the distance, but he showed on uh, on Monday night what he can do. So, I mean, it might stick to the sprint. The Adelaide Cup is only a a couple of months away. So no doubt he'll be a big player for the Alouisi team there. but yeah, I mean, an exciting dog on the way through, and it's great to see some of these dogs in, uh, you know, racing in SA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get underway with the Nationals, Matho. So it all starts off uh, Saturday morning, Hillsville. Yep. We've got the uh, final of the Straight Track Nationals. So I'll just run through the um, uh, the market here along with the uh, the field. So Valhalla for Queensland at twelve dollars. Uh, Number two, Shellnock, New South Wales at five dollars. Uh, three, Unleash Kalinda at $2.40 for uh, Victoria. Uh, We've got Oscar Moses for New South Wales, box four at $10. Cash on delivery for South Australia at $21. Uh, Federal Outlaw for South Australia uh, is at $21. Uh, We've got um, Maybe Yesterday for Victoria at $2.70. And we've got uh, Bye Bye Raider representing... Where's Bye Bye Raider from? Um, That's a good one. Maybe... Queensland. Queensland. Okay. Yep. All right. Queensland. So I should know that. Uh, anyway, that's the uh, the field, and uh, it's drawn box eight. It's a fifty one dollar pop. So uh, as we look through, what do you make of it? Um, the straight track Saturday morning. Well, I mean, there's two representatives from each state, or the states, the four states who do straight track racing. Um, we touch on the South Australians. They've they've drawn. Uh, they would have liked to have reversed a little bit where they draw next to each other and clearly yep. would have liked a slightly better draw. Um, but I think um, the depth of SA um, straight track racing is good enough to be very competitive here. 
I think uh, cash on delivery has shown how quick the dog's gone over 400 metres at Gawler and also down the straight track. And, and Federal Outlaw showed um, his ability in winning. And they're quoted at $21. Um, I think that's overs for what they can produce. But they are going to a track that they've never raced before. I know they've both had a look at it, both had a trial. Um, so that'll help um, for Saturday morning. Yep. But they are up against it. They're drawn the middle and it's an elite uh, straight track um, final the two Victorians have the advantage, I think. Unleash Kalinda out of the three and maybe yesterday out of the seven. They're they... probably drawn where they don't want to be, though, haven't Correct. they? Like, Unleash Kalinda probably likes a bit more room than drawing three. And it's going to have Federal Outlaw trying to get down, of course. Yep. And, and maybe yesterday is, is a railer. Like, it wants the fence. It's drawn seven. So yep. they're, they're the, the faves in the market. But... Um, I feel like uh, they're probably misplaced a bit on the box draw. I, yeah. I thought the New South Wales dog, Shell Not from box two, was worth a bit of a look. Yeah, well, we did see Shell Not um, did race here in South Australia for a, for a period of time and, and was always um, a couple of strides out of the boxes for him to get going. But once he got going, he there was no faster dog from, you know, two strides after the boxes to the winning post. And he's been in dominant form in New South Wales. And yep. the point you said, Yatesy, about the Victorians – as what happened in their state final. They had drawn the opposite sides That's of the track. Right. They've done it again. Yeah. That should mean that Shall Not will probably get some clear running early. You would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and he is, as I said, he's been the best straight track performer in New South Wales for a, a, a long period of time. What do you know about Oscar Moses? Yeah, well, he's the, well, he beat Shall Not. Yeah, Shall Not didn't have a lot of luck, uh, from yeah. what I understand. So, Oscar Moses, the other representative, obviously, for New South Wales. Wales. Do you know where it prefers to run? Well, it came from an inside drawer in the state final yep. and virtually came up the rail. So, But obviously, he's very quick so yep. to, to win. So I would assume he'll want to go straight or head towards the rail. Um, I mean, the, the law in New South Wales has been on the rail, so they're probably conducive to going in that. Um, I know they're going to change that to to be a drag law, but yep. where they've been racing, they've sort of headed towards the rail. So I think that's where he'll sort of want to head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it could open up a little bit. There could be some interference here. Yeah, I could absolutely say they could. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe shall not from, from just from a race point of view, gets the clearest run of all of them. Um, I've got a, you know, the Victorian form is going to, is definitely good enough yep. with clear running. And, Again, if the South Australian dogs had a drawn either side of each other, would have probably helped. But they're both quick enough, so they'll do well. All right. Any thoughts tip-wise in that particular final? Well, after hearing your thoughts, I'm a bit, <laughs> bit like shall not about what it might do. But I, I, I do like maybe yesterday. Yeah. I, I know it wants to be on the rail, but it's shown that it's it's the the one of the best straight track performers. Yep. So I do like maybe yesterday. So if I was going to go shall not maybe yesterday to dead heat, and I actually think that <laughs> Um, cash on delivery to uh, to run third with Federal Outlaw fourth. I would I would not be discounting the South Australian performers. I no. know people on the Eastern Seaboard love doing that, yeah. which is a bit disappointing. There, there are live chances in this race because they're quick enough. Not only that, the way Federal Outlaw finished the race off, I mean, this is a, a little bit more of a testing straight track at Hillsville yeah. pro probably. So that strength at the end, I think, is important. Yeah. For what did, Who did you like? What did... Yeah, I like Shell Not, just yeah. the way the box draws fall. And I think we've got to respect the market with the two Victorians. But yeah. I'd be with Unleashed Kalinda in front of maybe yesterday, just because of the 
how far maybe yesterday's got to try and get over. So I've gone uh, two from three. I've put in uh, the Queenslander Valhalla for third and uh, Federal Outlaw for fourth. Um, But not a lot between it and cash on delivery. Just luck in running. Saturday morning, it'll be the last race on the Hillsville program. It'll be a big program there Saturday morning. So I encourage everyone to have a look and, you know, cheer on the SA Dogs. And then everyone jumps in the car, Matho, and heads to the Meadows. They do. Uh, Big stuff happening there on Saturday night. Let's have a look at the distance final. Uh, Run through the box draw and you can give us the thoughts. Uh, Zipping Neutron, obviously, for South Australia, $18. Days of Thunder for Queensland at $10. The odds-on favourite, Zohar Bale for Victoria at $1.70. Fast Bernardi for Tasmania at $9.00. Uh, Palawa King, a wildcard entry for New South Wales at $2.90. Uh, Pawa Louise, uh, the New Zealander, um, yeah. is at $101. Had to come through customs and the whole bit, <laughs> yes. Matho. Uh, Zipping Vanessa at $18 for New South Wales. And uh, Ballistic Ant for WA, a $96 winner of its particular state final is $101. Yep. Uh, tell us about this race. Well, I mean, it's it's absolutely... Again, we look at dogs with speed and dogs that fall out of the boxes. And I think this actually goes well for um, our SA representative. Going to be on the pace. Zipping Neutron. I absolutely think so. I think he's shown that he can, uh, he's got strength um, and he's got the form on the board. So, I mean, I expect to see the likes of Fast Minardi from the Tassie representative go out hard, which is what he's done in, in his performances. Um, but the likes of Days of Thunder from Queensland. Um, Palawa King, Zohar Baal, they'll just be out the back and and very strong, huge respect for all of them. But it does give us our representative a chance, I think, to yeah. sit on speed. And then you've got a chance to then to win. If you're coming from back in the field in a strong group one final like this, the chance are you either can't make ground or you find bad luck. So at least I think he'll be up on speed. However, having said that, there are some exceptional greyhounds that will be coming from back in the field. And Zohar Bale is the dominant stayer. It's come onto the stage massively. Big performances in Victoria. So, I mean, I think it's the dog to beat, Zohar Bale, for the Delbridges. Palawar King's another dog who's been going really good on the national scene. Um, it'll be really hard to beat. And I'd, I'd put Zipping Neutron in for third. Yeah, it was fascinating listening to uh, Tim Aloisi uh, when he spoke about uh, it's run in the final for South Australia and how he thought perhaps maybe it races best trying to run one down. And yeah. he, he found that when Gavin's dog, Springvale Rex, got up on the inside that he sort of went again and then really put a margin on them. So, And also the way Tim spoke about, he might have made a few mistakes heading over there for the trialling of them. He, yep. he felt like he went a bit early and he's learned some things there. So okay. there could be improvement in Zipping Neutron out of that. And I really think he's probably a bit underrated in this final because of his run in the final. It yeah. it wasn't as impressive as perhaps we were thinking, but hearing Tim speak, there's genuine reasons I feel why that's the case. And he could absolutely turn out a, a better run here. And the way Tim spoke about it, he didn't mind if Fast Minardi got over because that gives yeah. Zipping Neutron something to, to chase out after. It's so a, It's a really good point, Yates. We yeah. saw um, Zipping Neutron go to Mount Gambia yep. and was chasing in the bug who yep. had led 
and gave him something to chase. And yeah. he claimed the track record yeah. and, he, and he ran away from the opposition. So mm. I think it's a really good point that yeah. that Tim and yourself have made that chasing something really gets that dog really, really interested. Yeah. Um, look, I, I find it hard to go past the Victorian, all that said. I mean, I think the pace is only the one and the four. I, I think they'll clearly be in the lead. But yeah. just the powerful finish that Zohar Bale has, yeah. you know, $1.70, probably about its price. It's just hard for me to see it being beaten. I really think Zipping Neutron's a massive chance of a place uh, and I, I like the Tasmanian as well I, I think Fast Minardi at around the $9 can give a, a pretty bold sight too so I'm going for the two speedsters and the close off with Zohar Bale I think it's going to be a really interesting race and and again the way Fast Minardi did go in um, now he didn't he only beat two other um, contestants in his state final yep. but he was out with a, like a 20 length lead plus I mean he just was miles in front but what about his race record I think he's like 33 starts for 18 wins 12 placing so or 12 seconds. So he's yep. 30 times he's finished in the top two out of 33 runs. I mean, that's yeah, an extraordinary record. It doesn't matter who you're racing against or where you're racing. If you can produce that, then, you know, you deserve your spot in the final and you're mm. a life chance. Particularly, as you mentioned, Yates, he, he looks the clear leader. Yeah, yeah, he'll be up there with, with Zipping Neutron. So, uh, and Tim Aloisi touched on the fact he didn't mind the inside draw. So yep. uh, there we go, the, uh, the distance final. So tips, I'm going to go uh, three, four, one, and five. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm pretty much the same. Zohar Bale on top, Palawa King second. I'd put Zippy Neutron for third. And I'll, I'll put in Fast Minardi based on all of that for fourth. Okay, what about the uh, sprint final? Do you want to run through the prices and box draw here, Matthew? Yeah, so uh, the sprint final, a wonderful addition this year. Um, Tinker Norm uh, out of the one at 550 For Victoria? For Victoria. Sage Tennille for WA at $10. A really good story behind that dog. I know um, Pete O'Neill's done a, a great job around the naming of the dog and just uh, it's a great story for the connections there. So definitely jump online and have a look at that. Okay. Um, the three is Postman Pat for Victoria. The favourite at $1.50. Uh, he's actually a New Zealander, but anyway, <laughs> four Ravers Army for Tim Aloisia, $81, Yatesy. Yep. Uh, five Modern Swinger for New South Wales at 41. Six Bears Bullet for Queensland at 41. Uh, Raiders Guide, the Tassie representative at 31. And eight Amron Boy for Victoria and Brooke Ennis at $4.40. Uh, initial thoughts on this race, Yatesy. Um, I'll let you go first about this one. Well, I mean, it, it looks pretty simple, doesn't it? Like, really, uh, Postman Pat begins, gets down to the rail and probably wins. Um, the I think Tinker Norm does have speed, wants to shift up the track a bit, and Sage Tennille, um apparently on its trial, really wanted to work down to the inside. So it went left out of boxes. So... It might just be colliding with Tinkerman early and they might just be bumping while Postman Pat's trying to get over and down. Yep. He's going to have no speed on his outside, obviously, with Raver's Army and even Modern Swinger. Obviously, Bears Bullet can show speed. Yeah, okay. It'll be the pace. But, um, I mean, $1.50 to me probably looks pretty good, to be honest. And I'm not really a shorties type of guy in general. Yeah, uh, no, I think I think no, no, in general, making your best bet that'll yeah. be the kiss of death for him. Um, however, but but the race is set up perfectly for him, hasn't it? Really, he's drawn an inside box. He's he's shown he's got good speed, and he's shown he's he's strong still at the end as well. So I mean, I think um, I wouldn't go so far to say it's his race to lose because um, it's not because there are high quality dogs are in this race and. One slip up and and he will find himself back in the pack. But I think all being equal, he should just roll to the front. Really, um, it does 
actually help Raiders Army, I think it might give him a clear passage across to the rail where he wants to be. Yep. Um, and so then he's got a chance to run on. But I think he is he's running for a you know a top four position. Um, I do think the postman Pat, I get him on top. I think he'll be really hard to beat. I like the um, Tinker Norm out of the one. He's going really good as well. Um, now, Hanley gets a start, doesn't he? Because the New Zealand rep didn't come across. Correct, so, yeah. Uh, his run was okay behind Postman Pat too. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, he's a very live chance in the race. Um, and Emron Boyd likes rail, doesn't it? It's drawn yeah, box eight. So I, I would, Emron Boyd be a huge risk, I would have thought, from box eight. He wants to get to the rail. There's going to be dogs in his way, I think. So I'd, he'd be a huge risk. I wouldn't be looking at him at all. So I haven't put him in my top three. Yep. Um, I think Bears Bullet, the Queensland representative, can run a big race. So I'm looking at the three, one, and six as my top three. Hoping Ravers Army can get a nice run and really run home for the Aloisi team. But I think it's going to be a, a difficult assignment. Yeah. Uh, what about your numbers? Uh, I've gone three, two, one, four. So I thought Postman Pat would get over. Tinker Man, uh, Tinker Norm rather, and Sage Tenille would be sort of bumping in behind in second and third. Maybe Bears Bullet would be up and around, but I just didn't think it would have the strength at the end. Yep. And I thought Ravers Army, like you spoke about, would go straight to the fence and would be a chance to run on into a placing. So yeah. three, two, one, and four. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great addition. And as I said, it's a wonderful day of racing on the Saturday. Hillsville in the morning, Meadows Saturday night. Um, it's going to be a wonderful night. And yeah, I mean, just hoping all the SA dogs can perform at their absolute best and shove it right up the people in knockers. <laughs> uh, parochial matho. There we go. Um, now, what about Thursday night at Angle Park? We've got a, uh, a couple of heats of the Kings and Queens. Shall yep. we uh, cover off on those? So race three, heat one. Yeah, so um, the Kings and Queens, this race was set up a number of years ago when the Derby and Oak series went from a 30-month restriction to a 27-month restriction. So that three-month period of those dogs, we still wanted to try and provide a racing opportunity. And normally it's been quite successful. A little bit disappointing. We've only got 10 dogs for the series, but two five-dog heats. But it's really good quality races, yeah. and they will progress to a nice final next Thursday night. But in the first heat, I mean, as I said, it's a five-dog race, but really good. I mean... She's all cheek out of the ones in really good form for Kim Johnson. One again on Monday. One again on Monday. Stepping up massively in class here. Boom, boom, jinx. Could be king for Ben Rawlings. Again, a five-dog race is going to really help him. Finish jewel. I really like this dog for Ryan Tugwell. I mean, a couple of its wins have been brilliant of late. And then um, Rage and Riot out of the eight. But, yeah, I really like the clash between could be king and finish jewel here. Yeah, uh, look, I've got a big leaning to obviously could be King. Uh, we've spoke earlier on about the form lines that have come through the state final. I think this is another case of it. And I think the way it pans out with the smaller field is exactly yeah. what he'll be looking for. It It's not too dissimilar uh, to what he was able to do in the uh, heat of the, the sprint in yeah. South Australia. Small field, got around too good. Has had a run over the 5.95 in between as well, that final and tonight, uh, yep. Thursday night's run. So I always like that. Um, I think he's clearly the one to beat. Finnish Jewel, you're right. I spoke to Ryan Tugwell a week or so ago, and he's really thrilled with what she's doing. So uh, he's really got her ticking along beautifully. They they clear the main two. She's a dog for the future. I really do like her. And a couple of her wins have been when she's found adversity and still won. I know she got beaten early in her career when she ran third, when she had a huge check, should have won. 
But even like her last win, she don't worry about the time. She had adversity, but she still won. So I think she's a winner. Mm. Uh, now, the second heat of the Kings and Queens, obviously, I think Fiorano will be a pretty short price favourite <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, probably the slightly weaker of the two divisions, and but the box draw has then sort of tumbled Fiorana into the clear favourite. So Fiorana out of the one, Zambora Blaze, who's been going really good for Steve yep. Brook. Uh, one, I think, on Sunday night at Gawler. Yep. Um, not so expensive for Lauren Harris. has been going really good at Murray Bridge. Uh, Leonard Jinx for Gavin Harrison. And the eight pockets, Watson, sort of steps back up to the 530-metre journey for Ben Rawlings. But Fiorana has shown enough, I think, Yatesy. Um, don't worry too much about running sixth last start. Got a bit of a bump on the first turn when challenging with Agent 99 for the lead yep. in, a, in a probably a stronger race. Comes into box one, has shown it can handle an inside draw. So, I mean, it looks clearly the Dr. B and probably will be quite short. Yeah, and look, I think the other danger is Zambora Blaze, if there is one. Um, that was a seven-length win on Sunday night yeah. uh, in, in reasonable sort of time. So, uh, I think you've got to take that with a um, uh, you know with some force as well. But I think Fiorano, absolutely the one yep. to beat. Uh, now, we've got uh, the classic prelude. So, uh, this is a straight final situation. Um uh, what's the reason for that? Normally we have heats and, and finals. Yeah, so normally we do have heats and, and finals of these. We have a couple of prelude series before you get to the, the group three, um, uh, I'm trying to, which comes up in a couple of months. Yeah. Um, so this is a paid up series? Paid up series. Yeah. All SA bred dogs for uh, within a six month um, age restriction. Um, and so normally we do have heats. We only had seven dogs for this um, for the heats that were meant to be run this Thursday night. But that being the case, we've run it as a one-off final. It does allow trainers then to progress and do whatever they want to do. Uh, probably a little bit disappointing. There's quite a number of dogs paid up for this series, but seven dogs competing. Really nice race, though. Um, we get to see the clash of Buzz the Hustler and Foot Rock Fender, yeah. who clash in the champion puppy, um, who ran... Uh, uh, with Foot Fender winning and Buzz Hussler running second. So we get to see that clash again um, and ascend into the mix for Kim Johnson, who uh, is, is been running a lot of placings, um, but is a, is a nice type. But I'm I definitely looking forward to the clash between Buzz Hussler and Foot Fender. And I haven't put as much study into this race as yet as because Bosco's said about my four hours <laughs> was wasted the last time. So, but it's going to be a nice clash. It will be. Um I've lent Buzz the Hustler's way. Uh, look, Will this, he lead? Will he lead? Um, look, not sure. I, um, I'm not bothered if he does or doesn't. Uh, I think he's... The key to this race for me, if you go through, so, uh, you know, what, what are we talking about? So we've got four of the seven runners have been racing over short course recently. So yeah. 400, 400, 342, 395, 342 at their most recent runs. And the runs before that have generally been over the short course. So they're stepping up in distance. It's a big jump from going from short course up to the 530. Yep. You've got foot rot fender for me. Um, he's just had a week too long between runs. So he hasn't run since the 3rd of August. Yep. Uh, you're talking three weeks. He hasn't had that pattern in his career to date. He's had... A week between his debut and his second place getter. He had two weeks, uh, sorry, a week again between that and the final. 
And then he had two weeks between that and his next win, which he was able to do. This is three weeks yeah. against Buzz the Hustler, who's coming through a Murray Bridge 532 ago and backed it up with a pretty good run behind Springvale Roxy over the 530. I think he's got the hardened strength to just be a bit too strong. Um, yeah. Unless Bosco has been able to really keep the work up the foot right fender. And it's something Bosco is very good at is, is having them, you know, hard fit without racing to win, so through trials or through yep. his own track work. So I'm not saying he can't, but I, to me, I just feel like Buzz the Hustler's got the fitness edge here, and I think that's yeah. going to be key. Oh, no. I mean, they do they do like to trial their dogs yep. and get them right for the races. So no doubt he, he'll be right and ready to go, I'm sure of it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Bosco see you after the race if, <laughs> if, if Footrot Fender wins. But I'm actually with you. I've, I've got a lot of time for Buzz the Hustler. I, I really do. I think it's an, a really nice progressive type, and... Really looking forward to see what it can do for for Maury Kiley, but um, yeah, and but it's had that strength in racing, so I agree yeah. with you. I think he's nice and strong, and you know, if you go back to that champion puppy, I still think Buzzler Hustle would have would have gone close to beating Footrot Fender um, in the run if it had a bit of clear running off the back straight. So really good clash, but I'm with you. I'm with Buzzler Hustler. Okay, what about best bets for Thursday night, Matho, to wind us up? Well, best bets. So I'm going to go with. Uh, Race six, number one, Beer Coaster for the Lauren Harris team. Um, did like its run uh, last week when ran running third to Who Knows Darren. Um, was supported in the market as well yes. on that night. Yep. Um, drew two, showed enough speed. It wasn't quick out, but enough speed to hold its position. And just the last little bit... Um, was was claimed for uh, the second spot to run third, but they were making ground on who knows Darren. So I think with the benefit of that run, I think it can lead. I think by leading, I think that um, 530 metre run last week will put it in good stead. So looking to have that as my best bet, race six, number one, Beer Coaster. Who did you like? Like on Thursday night. Uh, look, I'm really interested to see Reality Infrared step up to the, the 595. Has had the one run for a non-placing at that track and trip. But look, all its recent racing is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm just going to have a little bit of a look there. So it's a bit of a dartboard throw, but yep. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Race five, number four. The other one is race 10, number two, Razzle Darrell. So... The reason being, uh, I don't think I've seen him begin as well as he did. Yeah. The other night, he drew six. He actually crossed the field to lead. Soda Seville was able to actually get the bob right on the peg. They went to the line together. But to me, he's drawn a bit where he wants to be. So he can sort of come out. He does like to stay up a little bit, go into that first bend, but then he likes to go back to the rail. And um, I thought he might be worth a look. He'd probably be a little bit of a price as well. Fantastic. Radley, we're going to see yeah. in that race. Um who had that resuming run after the long break at Murray Bridge. And, gee, didn't uh, didn't he show that he's back in nice form? Yeah, no, he had some flashing lights on him there over the 4.55. Goes to the 5.30 um, on Thursday night. I agree with you. Razzle Darrell's going to be really hard to beat. Drawn where he wants to be. Likes to get to the rail. Was desperately unlucky, um, you could say, not, not to win last Thursday night because he showed that really good speed. Um, but fantastic, Radley. I mean, we're looking at him to the future, getting back to 700 metres. Gosh, yeah, he just again. We've sort of spoke on this before. A few weeks down the track, you could yep. see Neutron, Radley, you know, Bedrock, Fred, Rex going head to head over the staying trip. Bear in mind the Premier's Cup is again only a two week, uh, sorry, two months away during Adelaide Cup time. So they'll all be heading for that. So really looking forward to that. Well, plenty there. Uh, good episode, yep. mate. I'm sure uh, the, the fans have got a lot to get their teeth <laughs> yes. into. So. Uh, uh, best of luck and we'll see you at the track Thursday night.